Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. We are in the middle of our summer series on hot takes. I am sharing some of my unexpected or maybe unpopular opinions to really get a discussion going and help us think critically about things we are doing in the classroom. But I have a feeling that this one is not going to be as unpopular or controversial as some of my others. Now, today's hot take is that at the start of the school year, you should not be taking data. I've got a lot of data hot takes this summer, especially from a BCBA who loves data. Now, if you are a classroom teacher, you're probably like, yes, we don't have time for data in the start of the school year. But I'm going to explain why I don't think the start of the school year is appropriate for data collection. Now, I've done episodes on this before. The start of the school year for me is about two things and two things only, like period, end of story, that's it. The start of the school year is about routines and reinforcement. That's it. No data in there. The start of the school year, first off, is about routines. You want to establish your rotations, your schedules, your centers, where people are going, what they're going to expect. You want that predictable routine. The quicker you can get to that, the quicker that your students know what to expect when they enter your classroom, the quicker they know the order of the activities, the quicker they know how and where to transition, the better off you'll be. They will have less anxiety, less stress. They will be more independent, more efficient. Then you can get to the work. And in the start of the year, when you're setting up those centers, your rotations, your schedule, 
that is the the work. When you get to each center and activity, there's not another demand. The demand is the transition. The demand is following the new routine. What's in each of those centers is fun. You're going to, if you're in early childhood, maybe you've got Play-Doh at one. You've got a game at another. You have a sensory bin. Yeah, you're not going to have Play-Doh there all year. Maybe that's the math center. But you're going to fade in those demands and those challenging work tasks later. Because the start of the year, the work there is learning that new routine. So the second thing in the start of the year is reinforcement. And this is such a big goal. And gone this, that, gosh, that ties right into what I was saying with those fun activities at each center. Your goal in the start of the year is to establish yourself and your classroom as a reinforcer. I did an entire podcast episode on this called Be the Chocolate Chip Cookie. I say this all the time when I'm doing sessions and I say this all the time during trainings in the start of the year. Your goal in the start of the year is to be a chocolate chip cookie. If you can make yourself and your classroom a chocolate chip cookie, you are set. Everyone loves a chocolate chip cookie. I would eat a chocolate chip cookie every day if I could. That's your goal. Make yourself someone your students love and want to be around. Make yourself someone that your students associate with something they love. If they love Mario, guess what? You talk about Mario all day long. You are now an expert on Mario. If they love Thomas the Train, guess what? You love Thomas the Train too. And you've got all kinds of fun things to talk about and activities to do around Thomas the Train. And your classroom is the same thing. Make your classroom a place they want to be. A place that they feel safe and secure and respected. This is about rapport here. If you can establish yourself and your classroom as a reinforcer in the start of the year, man, you are set the rest of the year. You are. Because a lot of the other challenges that may typically come about, you know, work avoidance, um, figuring out negative behaviors, all of that is going to be easier when you've established yourself and your classroom as a reinforcer because you are now a person your student wants to be around and your classroom is a place your students want to be in. You now have options. Now, when we establish those goals for the start of the year, routines and reinforcement, there you can see there's just no room for data, right? We don't, we, we have plenty on our plate with those two things. And also the reason that taking data in the start of the year is really tricky is that your students don't know you yet. Your students don't know your classroom. They may feel uncomfortable, unsafe, worried. They're not going to show their best selves or their best skills yet. I mean, think about when you've had to take a really like important exam in an unfamiliar setting. Like for example, when I took the BACB exam, I had to go to a testing center. I was super nervous to take it in a testing center. I had never been there. I didn't know anyone there. I didn't have like, you know, my water. I don't know. It just was like, it made me even more nervous. The whole situation. Think about when you take your driving test, right? That's a whole new setting. That setting really impacts your ability to show what you know. Same with our students. They're not comfortable and familiar yet in that setting. So instead of coming in with data right away to try to figure out, well, Sasha, I got my assessments. I got to figure out what they know. Give it a minute. Focus on routines and reinforcement. And then you can add in those assessments and data once you have those routines and reinforcers down. But if you don't have that foundation first, that data might not be that meaningful. So what's the point of it? The point of data is to utilize it. And if you can't utilize that data or if it's not accurate, there's really no point. So start of the year, routines and reinforcement, and the data will come after. 
Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.